It is March 1st, 2024, and it's been an entire month since I last talked. And with that, there has been a lot of changes. So first I want to talk about, I have 109 subscribers. I only gained like 11 subscribers since we last talked. And there's a couple reasons for that. My theory was that as long as I just radically improve my storytelling, then I will, like, that's all that will matter. However, my ideas started to go down. I started to come up with worse ideas and the execution was just bad. There was no editing. So there was basically nothing to compensate for the, like the bad background or anything. And that's, I think mostly the ideas were the thing that really made it worse. And so I was getting like maybe less than 50 views per episode. And that leads me to the next thing. I want to talk about the mindset going on as an entrepreneur. Nobody wants, like, or not nobody, but a lot of people don't want to be an entrepreneur. However, they do want the result of an entrepreneur, which is like a, if you do it right, you get to schedule your own time. You don't have to work as much. You basically get all of the fruits of the labor, which is like all the money. However, nobody really wants to do the actual process of becoming an entrepreneur. And what I've noticed and what I was prepared for is that it's a long, it's a long grind. Oh, excuse me. Shoot. I can't be doing that now that I'm actually posting these videos. Uh, it's a long grind to actually be able to become an entrepreneur or at least to become a successful one because I started really focusing on this. I started the podcast in July of 2023. So it's been like eight months, uh, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, it's been like eight months since I have started my podcast and I have had zero results. In fact, I have not made a single dollar. So not a lot of people are going to want to actually push through eight months, much less years of having little results. However, the mindset that I'm going on with is, yes, I'm not seeing any results now, but that's what everyone else experienced. Every single person who was a successful entrepreneur or who is a successful entrepreneur, every single person who I've looked up to during my journey, they went through a period of nothing. They went through a period of seeing zero results but they just kept pushing. There's a guy, I, I never really watched him. I've seen him before on YouTube, but he is very famous. His name is Aiden Ross and he's got like 5 million subscribers on YouTube. So he, he has success. He actually saw success. And I saw one of his videos pop up on my channel or on my, on my feed the other day. And he, it was basically a video of when he was 18, when he was getting zero results, like no one was watching his stuff, just like how I am 18 and nobody's watching my stuff. He called it the grind mode. He said when he was 18, before he saw any success, he said, you just have to go through grind mode. Every single up and coming artist or musician 
they went through a period of seeing zero results of grind mode. They went through grind mode. And if you just push through, nobody else wants to do it. But if you push through, then you'll actually make it. And just seeing that just reminded me, like that was already kind of my mindset, except I really like how he worded it. He basically said grind mode. And that's kind of what I'm, that's what I'm doing. But then it also kind of made me second guess because he said that he would regularly do 12 streams. Like he would be working for 12 hours a day. Me, when I saw that a couple of weeks ago, I was working one hour. I was just practicing one hour a day. Yeah, I was doing like some other things, but reality, in reality, I was only doing one hour of work every day. So I was like, man, I'm not doing enough. So then I tripled my workload and I increased to three hours. And what I mean by work is just practicing because there's really one thing that's going to get me forward and it's just how good I am. Yes, how good of videos I make will get me forward 100%. But the most important thing is how good I am. However, that's kind of the mindset I was going on with for the past couple of weeks. But I realized that the highest leverage thing that I can do, the highest leverage task that I can do is actually idea generation. Last month, I said that I'm going all in on storytelling. I said, storytelling is the only thing. Like, If I can get so good at storytelling, I'll be able to be so like I'll, I'll actually see success. And that's what I did. I spent all month just practicing my storytelling. In fact, I started a story vault. So it's basically where I have this journal where I just write down the name of a story. And I have collected like 70 stories so far, at, at least 70 stories, probably even more than that. And after I've collected them all, I've spent the past two weeks repping them out, literally sharing the same exact story at least a dozen times. I'm not even kidding with you. It's like if somebody saw my life on a time lapse over the past couple of weeks, they would think that I am insane because I literally just come down to the basement at like six in the morning and look at my story vault and look at the story I left off at and share it. I basically just practice telling that story, even though I've already shared that story like 10 times in the past three days. But that's exactly what you got to do. Repetitions. A huge lesson I learned from playing video games was if you just figure out what the one thing or the, if you just figure out like what the skill that you need to be good is and then figure out how to get as many repetitions of that as possible then you'll get super good like in video games i used to set up this like practice course where i would just get repetitions like literally just do the same action time and time and time and time again for minutes like literally just clicking the same button five times every second four minutes long and that that got me really good at the game and that's kind of the principle that I'm applying to my own skills in real life if I just practice my storytelling practice my communication skills the way I speak my body language if I practice all of these things if I get the repetitions then I will actually get so much better
And I did that. I spent three hours every single day for the past couple of weeks. Actually, it's only been maybe two weeks. I'm on here. I'll tell you exactly what practice number I'm at. I am on bulk number 37. I just finished recording bulk 37 this morning, which each bulk is a one hour and a half practice session. And I do two bulk practice sessions each day. And I've posted pretty much all of them on my YouTube channel. And that leads me to the next thing. I am no longer posting on this podcast. However, there are some normal practice ones, like normal practice episodes that I had scheduled. In the beginning of this month, I did a lot of normal practice. Like the episodes that you've been listening to over the past couple of weeks are just like practice number 22, 23, 24. All of these I actually recorded like an entire month ago. So you actually might be surprised depending on how much I actually grew or how much better I am at speaking. You might be surprised on how much better this episode is than the last one and even the one that I'm going to post tomorrow because I have a few practice practice episodes scheduled in advance. In fact, I have all the way up until practice 81 scheduled and I recorded that one on February 7th and that's when I started a series of talking about the 100 most influential people. Yeah, don't worry about that. I I didn't do that because I read the book and I realized that a lot of these people are scientists and I didn't really care for them. So just ignore those two two episodes, but that is kind of what I'm doing now. I'm not going to be doing the practice the practices on the podcast anymore because it's a waste of time. I literally have to sit here for 15 minutes every day waiting for all of them to schedule and upload. It's just too much time. I can be I can either spend the time pre- like uploading a video, uploading like five videos every day, or I can spend that same time practicing. And I'd rather practice because the thing that's going to move me forward is practice. So with that said, this podcast is going to cut down to once a month. I'm going to maintain these monthly updates. So the next time you'll see me after March 10th, which is the last practice episode post date, after that day, you'll see me on January, February, March, April. April 4th is when the next up, uh, uh, monthly update will come. So that's it. Like the podcast, I do not like, it's just for me to document the journey. I'm not really trying to grow it because if I wanted to grow it, I know exactly what I had to do. I have to actually market it. I have to actually go onto other people's podcasts. I have to actually get other people onto my podcast. And I don't want to do that. I want to do the YouTube channel. The YouTube is my real focus. That's what's actually going to get me places. So I've been doing three-hour practices because I thought the storytelling was the best. And I'm going to maintain the three-hour practices. However, now I understand that storytelling is not actually the best. Because I've had plenty of videos that I posted that got like 10 views. Absolute garbage. Because it was a trash idea. Garbage idea. So that's why, like I said earlier... The highest leverage activity that I can do is idea generation. Now, now let me explain. So in YouTube, there is a 
There, okay, so your idea determines your total addressable market, the TAM, the total amount of people that potentially could see your video. So your idea basically determines that. So let's say you're making a video on, let's say you're making a video on water ski. That's a outdoor sport. So that, that idea or that video idea would only address water skiers. However, let's say you made a video on, on outdoor sports that would address way more people. Now I'm not saying one is better than the other because there's many different reasons why you should not do the outdoor sports one. However, how this applies to me is I was coming up with garbage ideas, ideas that no one really cares about. And so the highest leverage thing I can do is idea generation. If I can come up with an idea that has the largest TAM, then that will give me the most views. And that's where execution comes in play. Because I heard somebody say that your idea determines the TAM and the execution determines the percentage of people you actually reach. So let's say your idea has a potential view count of 1 million people, 1 million views. So you came up with that idea. Now it's time for the execution, which is recording, creating a thumbnail, creating a title, editing, and all the stuff in between. That is the execution. So now that you have this 1 million TAM, your execution decides or determines what percentage of that. So if you have a really, if you have perfect execution, which is impossible, you will get 1 million views on that video with perfect execution. Not even the best people on the planet are able to achieve perfect execution because it's impossible. There's always something you can do better. So it's more realistic to have like a lower execution. So that, that's why like businesses, TAM is a known concept in business. That's why businesses never expect to actually reach the entire TAM. However, if your execution, my execution is pretty bad because I don't really, I'm, I'm a brand new YouTuber. I've only been posting on YouTube since November. It's only been like four months. So I haven't had as many repetitions as other YouTubers have. So my execution is going to be low, which means that I have to improve it. And in order to improve my execution, excuse me, in order to actually improve my execution, I have to actually get better every day, which I have been doing. However, it's a long process. That's why YouTubers go years without any results because they have to take years to get all the repetitions. In. So that's why what I'm trying to say is that it, I can, let's say I only get 1% better every day. That means my execution will get 1% better. So let's say right now it's at 10% and then in a week it'll be at 11% and another week it'll be 12%. That means that the, what I'm doing right now, spending three hours a day practicing my skills on being a YouTuber, that is only going to improve my view count by maybe a, a thousand or a couple thousand views per week. However, the reason why I say that idea generation is the highest leverage activity I could do is because if I find an idea that has not 1 million potential views, but a billion potential views, 
Well, then that will actually increase my views tremendously because my execution is going to stay the same. Let's say I have a 10% execution rate. So that means that I get 10% of the potential audience of that view or of that idea. So if I have a 1 million person view video, then my execution will only be 10% of that. I, I can't, I'm not good at math. So what is that like? 10,000, 100,000, yeah, 100,000 views. So if I have a 1 million view idea, then I'll get 100,000 views with my execution. However, if I have a billion view video or video idea and I have a 10% execution, well, then I'll have a 100 million view idea or a 100 million view video. So that's why idea generation is the highest leverage activity because there is little skill. Yes, there is skill involved in idea generation. However, it's just a volume game. So if I just come up with 200 ideas, I'll find like one really good one. And that is exactly what Mr. Beast does. He spends hours coming up with ideas, maybe even days coming up with ideas. And he comes up with the highest ham ideas possible. That's why his views, or that's why his videos get over 100 mil on every single video because he just has the best ideas. Yes, his execution is better than everyone else's, but it's also his ideas are the best. So that's why I know I've been repeating this over and over again, but idea generation is the highest leverage thing I can do just because I can come up with a great idea right now, but right now I can't really improve my execution skills tremendously. It takes a long time, like any skill. That brings me to the next thing. My videos were crap because I wasn't editing. They were just garbage and I was not proud of putting them on my channel. So that's why starting today, actually, the video that I'm posting today, that one was actually edited. And it's not even like that fancy of edits. It's just like simple camera changes, like zooming in, zooming out. And putting in some pictures and videos, potentially. But I just want to have some edits so it's not like that garbage. And last month, I talked about how I needed to find what differentiates me from everyone else. Like, where's my pocket? What kind of... what? Where... There's a huge market, self-improvement market, but it's pretty much already taken up. Like, everyone is kind of struggling for some some more views. All of my competitors, they're all struggling to to steal the eyeballs of this of the giants already in the space. And so that mean that makes me think, okay, well, I need to figure out what differentiates my me from everyone else. Like, what's my new opportunity? There's a concept in a book that I read called Expert Secrets. It's basically where a lot of people have a tendency to provide an improvement offer, which is basically like a better this, a better that. And those are garbage. Like those are basically how you're trying to compete with the already established giants in the field. Steve Jobs, he is an amazing improvement offer or not an improvement offer. He is an amazing, amazing new opportunity creator. When back when people were listening to music on CDs or hard drives, 
all all the CDs. I don't know how many songs a, a CD can hold, but for example's sake, let's say a CD can hold ten songs. A improvement offer back in the day for a CD would have been like a better CD that could hold a hundred songs. Steve Jobs, he did not do that. He created a brand new opportunity. He knew that people didn't want a better CD or a better hard drive. He knew people wanted something different. So he introduced the, what is it called? Man, why did I just completely blank on what it's called? He introduced, oh, the iPod. He introduced the iPod, which is a completely new market. And that is like a extreme innovation. However, self-improvement is not an innovation thing. So that means that I have to figure out how to present my improvement offer as a new opportunity. Russell Brunson, he is the guy who wrote that book, Expert Secrets, that I'm talking about right now. He is a co-founder of a company called ClickFunnels, which is basically a website builder, like a drag and drop website builder. Now, when he was creating that, like when he first introduced that, like that business, that product, there were already a bunch of website builders out there. So his product in of itself was an improvement offer. However, he positioned it as a new opportunity by creating this new thing called funnels. He basically popularized that, oh, our website builder can help you build a funnel. And it's not just a website builder, it's a funnel builder. And then he also said, he also weaved in his own frameworks for success into that. So that's how he created a brand new opportunity with an improvement offer. And I reread that book recently and I learned what my new opportunity is. Self-improvement in of itself is an improvement offer. What I am offering, my YouTube channel, is an improvement offer. So fundamentally, excuse me, fundamentally, oh my gosh, I gave you some water. Man, my throat just got really dry. Fundamentally, my YouTube channel is doomed for success. Why? Because it's an improvement offer. It is just trying to do a better thing than all of the established giants are doing. And why come to me when you could just go to the person who already has the established audience, which is why I had to get a new opportunity. I realized that the thing that makes me unique in the, in the market is that I escaped high school. I graduated high school early. There's not very many people online talking about that. So that's why I basically made that my own new opportunity. Self-improvement, but to escape high school. So that's kind of my new opportunity. And I got to admit that I'm not really doing that great of a job, like creating videos for it because it's tough. To, like I created one video of like how to escape high school, but it got like two views. So not really sure how to actually execute on this, but I'm figuring it out as I go. Now, that's another thing. I have a dream customer. I have a, an established viewer that I'm making my videos for. However, as I am going about my days, I'm hearing stories about other people who are listening to my stuff. And so that's kind of tainting my idea of my, of my viewer. So I find myself speaking 
to the person who I'm not actually making the videos for. And that is affecting the quality of the videos as well as the messaging. So I find that there's a concept in Expert Secrets called, actually, I don't know if it's in Expert Secrets. I think it's in Traffic Secrets, which is one of the other books in that trilogy of books that Russell Brunson wrote. There are three types of customers. There is a cold audience who don't really know what you're doing. Actually, no, no, no. This is the wrong concept. There's three types of people, three types of customers in the market. There is a satisfied. So, oh, wait, no, no. Let me start with, there's a diehard, a diehard, a diehard customer. You are never going to convince them to switch to your product because they are already really happy. In fact, they are a diehard about their own product and they're never going to switch. Those are the people that you should not target because you're never going to win them over. Then there's the satisfied and they're, they're kind of happy with their product. They're, they're also not like completely mad with it or completely excited about it. The only reason why you, they would switch to your offer is if you have a significant feature advantage or price reduction. And then there's the person who I am targeting, which is the frustrated. This person is frustrated with their own product and they are Usually they, they hand you money the second they see that you are offering them a new product. So you don't really have to do much marketing or much work to get these people because they're already frustrated about their own product. So they're easily able to move over to you. That's why I find myself kind of talking to the diehard a lot of the times. I'm talking to the person who is not really into self-improvement is not really is is not really all into this stuff even though I should be talking about the frustrated the person who is frustrated that they have to go to high school so that's that's one issue that I'm worried I'm focused on or that I'm like dealing with right now and I want to talk about kind of what I'm working on right now I've mentioned earlier that I've not made a single dollar. I've not made a single cent on like on my entrepreneurial endeavors. I made more money as a fourth grader, as an entrepreneur or fourth grader than I have now when I'm actually taking it seriously. In fourth grade, I when I first started playing the saxophone, I memorized some Christmas tunes and I got my friend to come to the corner of the block at an intersection. And we basically just put a tip jar out and we put Santa hats. We were wearing Santa hats. It was during the Christmas season. And we started cranking out some Christmas tunes and got some tips. Like we made a lot of money that day. Someone gave us a $20 bill and that was in fourth grade. So I've made more money in one day as a fourth grade entrepreneur than I have in eight months as a full-time high school, actually not even high school anymore, but full-time 18 year old entrepreneur. So that got to me over the past couple of weeks, like really got to me how I have not made a single dollar. And that's why I realized that I have not even had an offer out. The only focus that I've had was growing my channel, growing my YouTube skills. And I knew that was going to be a long game. It's going to take a long time to get good enough to actually be able to make some money on YouTube. But then I realized that I wasn't even putting out an offer. 
So that's why over the past couple of weeks, especially like three weeks ago, I posted a video called the gym was holding me back. And that video is basically just an entire sales letter to try and get people to buy a product. And I, I signed up for an affiliate market position. Like I, I signed up for a Amazon affiliate partner and that would allow me to earn commissions on the sales. However, it did not go as well as I thought. I got 2,000 views on that video, 60 clicks on my link. So 60 people actually clicked on the link and zero sales. So it's going to take a little bit more effort or more time to actually earn money on that front. That brings me to the next thing. What if I just make ads? There's a thing called direct response marketing. And I, Russell Brunson, the guy I mentioned earlier about the book, that I was reading of him. He is the king of direct response marketing. He is probably the best direct response marketing in the world right now. And he talked about how you basically create ads and target viewers, target customers, whether they like it or not, you buy ads, you buy their eyeballs, and then they click on your link and they buy your product. And then you basically make a second sale. You basically keep them as customers through the brand. So the actual marketing, like the, I don't remember what the word he used, but the direct response marketing is to get the first click, to get like to actually get an, a customer in the first place. And then the brand, like your YouTube channel and the company brand, the personal brand, whatever, that is it's that role to actually keep that customer in your area and to actually make more sales with them. But that understood, I have just been focusing on the brand. I've just been focusing on my YouTube channel. And he said that it's actually really difficult. It's way more difficult to make sales just by using brand than it is to make sales through direct response marketing, which is why I picked a product. I picked an affiliate link. Yes, I don't. Th I'm not really sure if this is like true direct response marketing because I don't have my own product. However, I picked my own product on that I use in my own life that I could sell from Amazon, which is gymnastics rings. And I also tried tatami mat. That was the first ad I make, or I made a couple weeks ago of trying to sell a tatami mat, but. I didn't even get a single view on that ad, even though I bought a bunch of stuff. doesn't matter. They didn't charge me anything. So I used that money on a different ad, which I re-recorded. I recorded a brand new ad. It's less than two minutes long and it's a, a YouTube ad. So it's like one of those skippable ads in front of a YouTube video where you have to click skip after five seconds if you want to skip it. And I recorded that trying to sell gymnastic strings. And honestly, I think that was one of my best videos I've ever made because the music was just so perfect. The editing was so amazing. And I just really am really proud of that advertisement. And I put it online. I bought advertising for it. I actually paid real money to get some eyeballs and it cost, I have a $1 and 50 cent budget. So $1 every day I spend and I've spent a dollar and fifty cents so far. It's been live for like three days. I don't know why they haven't actually sent it to more people yet, but I've spent a dollar and fifty cents and I got two hundred views. However, 
the actual view count that they told me was 50 views and zero people clicked. But with a 1% conversion rate on the actual video, then that means 1% of the people will click. So then that means I have to have 100 views for people to actually click. And then of that 1%, there's also a 1% conversion rate inside of that to actually get them to buy it. That's with really conservative numbers. If my salesmanship is my, if my skills, sales skills are garbage, like 1% is garbage, I think. Which also makes me think that I'm probably not even going to make money off of this because with that, with those numbers, I have to spend like $10 to make like two bucks. I don't know. But honestly, I'm just really excited to see where it goes because I, I'm just curious how well it does. And that's basically what I'm working on right now. Just making like the best videos possible, coming up with the best ideas while also actually trying to sell things and making ads and just experimenting with ads. See how that goes out. That brings me to the last thing. Ever since I started talking online, I've been really kind of holding myself back, holding back, kind of censoring myself. But lately I've been getting really brave. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. I don't know, but I've been getting really brave with my voice. And I've also just been kind of getting a little frustrated too. So that's why some of the videos that I'm going to be posting in the future, starting with the one I'm posting today on March 1st. So that one is actually live by the time you're listening to this. The videos that I'm going to be posting in the future are going to be talking about what I actually think attacking our culture, our society, while also trying to maintain a good will with the individual. I'm not trying to attack an individual. I'm trying to attack our culture, our society, how it's normal to be unhealthy in our society. How it's normal to spend hours just consuming garbage media. Why? Because I was in that position. I grew up in our society and I grew up learning or watching TikTok, looking on social media for hours and it destroyed everything about my existence. I was so miserable. My mental health was garbage. I literally just felt worthless. I felt like a piece of garbage. And that's exactly what our society calls normal. And that's exactly what our society is preaching for us to do. Maybe not through the actions, or I mean, maybe not through the words. Through the words, society is saying that this stuff is bad. It's no secret that junk food is bad for you. It's no secret that it's bad to scroll on TikTok for hours every day. This is no secret. Society says that it's bad for you. Yet, through the actions, society is telling you to do these things because everyone does this stuff. And it's really bad for our health. It's destroying our future. And that's what I've been really thinking about for the past couple of years. And I've just started to pick up the courage eight months into this. I've started to find the courage in myself to actually start talking about this because it's a sensitive topic and I could get in some trouble. Not gonna lie, I could get in some trouble. I could put myself into a bad situation by talking about this stuff. But it's what I really care about. It's what I'm passionate about. And it's what I want for the future. 